All right, and good evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Senpai Kohai podcast. Executed that perfectly. I didn't say it with any stutters or mess ups. I'm very proud. I practice every time I go to the bathroom. No questions, please. (laughs) I am joined tonight by Steven, my man. Hey, yo. How are you doing tonight, Steven? I am doing fantastic. Uh, I am just ready to get back into this after a. Uh, a long week of fun and everything else that I've already been experiencing, but we'll get into that here in a bit. So how do you want to start this bad boy off, Trey? Well, I can take my shirt. Oh, did you mean the episode? Yes. Yes. Oh. The episode, not that. Oh, okay. Well, okay. So with that, I, I actually have a game for you. Um, we can, uh, <laughs> it's this one <laughs> is uh catchphrases uh, for those uninitiated to the show. I've been, uh, hitting Stephen with different different things to kind of guess on and find the familiarity or the I guess the patterns. Uh, hey, whose special move is this? What opening is this? And this time it's catchphrases. Whose catchphrase is this from what show? The first oh one boy. is it's not too bad. I think I picked uh, pretty popular ones and ones I think you're gonna know. Uh, the first one is I, sir. Oh, dear Lord, is that Happy from Fairy Tale? You got it. You oh man, it. I uh, I I only read the manga for that. Uh, I never watched the anime. I, I think I may read it. I, I really I feel like I'd really like Fairy Tale from what I've been told about it. I feel like it's right up my alley. But oh, absolutely. I just I haven't. I'm scared to watch Shonen. I'm just scared. I, it is definitely Shonen. It is Shonen by the book. It's uh, you know, lovable rascals, team of rascals. Starts out small cast, eventually gets big cast. Uh, you know, power of friendship kind of flows into that thing. You know, you got, Ooh, I like you that. got, you got a, you got a new group of baddies almost each arc. Um, but it does mix in some cool lore that kind of extends over the whole series. And I love Hiro Mashima's artwork. Yeah. Um, and on a as an aside for extra, you know just kind of fun facts uh the assistant of hiro mashima made a series called uh yankee kun to megane chan and it's just goofy kind of romantic comedy about this yankee that gets uh harassed by this good girl to be a, a better student and the assistant clearly worked with hiro mashima uh uh i mashima i'm i'm so bad at mess i mess up those names all the time but uh the art looks exactly the same as his style. So it's really, it's really, really cool. So if you ever want to check that out, go chase it down. It's actually completed. You can usually find it in most places. I may have seen the covers for that one. There's one that looks like it's in space that I've seen recently, I think. And the guy looks just like Natsu. Uh, that's, that is uh, Hiro Mashima's new work, Eden Zero. And I believe Eden Netflix Zero. has the anime and the manga is definitely being done by Viz, if I recall correctly. Okay. Good deal. What's the next one? Hit me. Next one. Datebayo. Believe it. Oh, God. Naruto. I knew that one was going to pop up on here. And I knew you were going to hit me with that terrible dub line. Believe it is a terrible dub line? I can't stand that. It sounds so ridiculous. And, you know, I know that's essentially what he's kind of adding on at the end of his stuff in the uh, original dialogue uh, in Japanese. But I don't know. I can ignore it. Like, I don't know. The English dub is good. And then he throws that shit out and it just it makes me cringe a little bit. Oh man. I'm going to be the Hokage, the Hokage one day. Believe it. Oh that's, my gosh. It that's hurts. Amazing. It hurts every time. Look, I, I need you to know that 
I watched Naruto from the moment it started. I remember getting episode one on fan subs. I downloaded it from IRC. Do you even know what IRC is? You've told me before. It's like. Oh, that's right. I've told you. Underground bootleg something. Yeah, it's like internet relay chat. Yeah, it's this whole old school thing. And I I remember getting fan subs of that episode by episode each week. And uh, oh, man. Yeah, so much better in Japanese. Hit me with the next one. Next one. Who the hell do you think I am? Oh God. Uh this is what this one I actually know, but it's it's escaping me. I keep I, now I'm just thinking of better off dead. Don't say that. Can okay. you guess the anime? Uh, uh is that Gurren Lagon? It is. It is. Yeah, is that Kamina? Oh yes. Yeah, it's it Kamina. Yes, it is. Two wow, I pulled it from nowhere. Three. Yes, sir. Jesus. I couldn't have gotten the name, but I would have known Gurren Lagan. Because that guy I, always said that out of nowhere. Like it'd be an, another series I didn't watch dubbed. Like I had to, I had to guess at that. I I watched that fan subbed as well back in the day. Wow. When when they licensed it, Bandai licensed it originally, and uh, I I was so pumped to get it, and then I got the set, and then somebody stole it. So that was sucky. That's a that's a very sad story. It was next up, just like yes, my lord. Yes, my lord servants fighting uh, servants fighting uh, it's really not narrowing it down buddy yeah you're not you're right uh sebastian <laughs> from black butler uh yeah no i wouldn't have got i watched the first season and i was enthused at the concept the the chainsaw guy girl can't remember i didn't uh, watch any of it i just you didn't watch any of it no there i was... know the concept of it it was really hot when i was in high school uh but i never got to it because i was i was just watching other things I uh, I just never really got into the the pretty boy kind of like Victorian era kind of thing going on to it. There was definitely some kind of fun moments in it, and I liked the character design of the weird chainsaw guy. But uh, that was what I took away from it. I really should go back and watch it because everybody says it's really good, and I did enjoy the first season. I like the description of chainsaw guy. That uh, <laughs> that allures me. It's this crazy red-haired guy that with like very pointy teeth and like rolling around with a chainsaw. If I remember correctly, I could have just been a fever dream for all I know. Oh, I like how that sounds too. The final <laughs> one, maybe the easiest one. Oh boy, it's time to duel. Oh, is that Yu-Gi-Oh? Yes, yes. I need you to understand something very important. I never watched Yu-Gi-Oh. It was I was I was into college by the time Yu-Gi-Oh was like a big thing for me. Um. I knew about it tangentially. Uh, I tried to play the card game once and I saw some descriptions that looked like they were books. And I was like, Oh no. Uh, and the system was just like, I just wasn't playing card games at that point in time. But the big, the one I do remember. And the only reason I know that one is because I read the manga, which was a lot darker yeah. <laughs> than the show. Oh, I mean, yeah. the show still had its moments. Like I've, I've seen some listicles that uh, have listed some of the dark shit in that show. And like, when you really kind of like, you know, get away from the kids, con- the kids show context, it's kind of, kind of off yeah four kids really goof that up and lighten the show a lot uh but damn i think this may be your first five for five nope i got four out of five buddy i didn't know sebastian oh damn you got yeah i got an 80 percent. i was gonna give you one for free no no i'll I'll take i'll take my not perfect i'm gonna get it the good old-fashioned way one day all right we'll get there we'll get there so apart from our game of the catchphrases steven what are you watching? What what animes are you going through? Oh man, uh, 
so I started watching Hajime no Ippo again, which if you don't know, it's a, a really famous boxing manga. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's it's over a thousand chapters in the manga now. Yeah, but they made a anime series for it that is about fifty two episodes long, and that's an older anime too, right? Oh From yeah, like absolutely. Later nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, absolutely, it, and it's well, and it, uh, it's not. No, it's not that old. I'd say it's like mid two thousands, maybe early tens. You know, kind of area. It was okay. yeah. It, it was animated well, um, and it. I don't know. There's just something about watching the boxing matches being animated and the way they uh, animate, like the impacts of the hits and everything. It just it's so freaking hype. Like, uh, it's kind of the same way, you know, Baki is kind of impressive in motion as well. And, uh, you know, but in this series, it's a little more wholesome, um, you know, and he's just like this kind of loser kid. And he ends up getting tutored in boxing from this, this kind of ruffian dude. And he just kind of sticks to it and gets into it. Um, and, he starts getting rivals and taking on, you know, bigger matches, starts learning techniques and, and stuff like that. It's just fun to watch. It's inspiring. And the fights are really good. Like his main rival, I, in my opinion, is Sendo, the uh, Naniwa Tiger. Uh, and he's kind of like this hot headed, like delinquent kind of guy that ended up becoming a boxer. And they, their matches are pretty much the like end point of each respective season. Like, uh, you know, episodes one through 24 and then, you know, 25 through, like 50 something Mm -hmm. and so their first match is kind of like mid-season finale and it's just freaking nuts like the way they fight because they both are like oh you know because they talk about in the show like all the different types of fighting styles and and things like that and kind of all the different techniques and they both are in fighters and so they just get in there and start whomping on each other and and it's it's really cool it's definitely hot-blooded just get hyped fun and you know he's a good kid and he's got a lot of motivation and there's some comedy mixed in. So I like it. It's it's one of my uh, comfort food animes. And I do go back to it every couple of years or so when I just really want to enjoy something. Um, yeah. So I've been watching that. I've been uh, watching The Detective is Already Dead, which I am still reserving judgment on. Um, it's definitely slow moving to start. Uh, I like detective shows and they tend to be like that yeah. um, because there's a lot of exposition whenever you know it comes to this. But it's got some weird kind of idiosyncrasies and the, the main characters kind of got... Uh, a weird uh personality um you know he prides himself on being an assistant but he's kind of a smart ass and sarcastic through the whole thing but it also clearly shows that he learned how to be a detective and it, it slowly dips in stuff in the past that he has with uh the original detective he was with um i highly recommend checking it out it's at least pretty um but i you know i'll reserve judgment after a couple more episodes and and we'll see where we go from there uh honestly uh, and of course iruma kun can't go wrong with iruma kun and uh and i've been i just caught up to the manga which i think they just wrapped up the first year of the manga and ended it on such a freaking great note i i was so freaking hyped earlier oh such a great final panel anyways what about you i mean i got all kinds of other things to talk about anime wise but let, i've been talking for a hot second so I almost started Arumakun, uh, or Welcome to Demon School, almost. Ah, but I don't start animes that aren't finished because I I have to have an end goal. There I is a season uh, one with an end goal. Like there's there's, a, there's the two. end of season one. Don't there's you dare! No, it, it wraps up like a tight little bow. It's just like blam. Season one. You don't even have to know anything going to season I ain't two. Doing that, I can't do ah, that. You can't bitch. do it. I but can't. I got this is Final Fantasy Six. The all worst over again. part is that I did it to myself with Kobayashi Dragon Mate S. Oh, yeah. I thought it was finished. 
season two, but it's only three episodes in. Yeah, it just started. And so I got to episode four this morning and uh, it stopped and it started going to the shorts that they did to like <laughs> commemorate uh, season S or season two to come out. And I was like, where's the rest of the season? What, what happened? And sure enough, I, I jumped the gun. I, they, they'd been promoting it so much. I just thought all of it was out at this point because it's been months, but they just put out the, the shorts and mm-hmm. the four episodes that are out by now, but it's whatever. So I'll have to, uh, I'll have to keep up or I'll have to either watch it later. <laughs> but what else am I watching? I started K on K on today instead of a Rumacoon. Cause I know K on uh, is finished. No, I mean, uh, you know, it's not a bad choice. It's still <laughs> like Kyoto animation. It's still Kyoto animation. And it is a, it's a fun little show. It's a, uh, you know, cute girls doing cute things and, and music and uh, some Shima Pond, so I can't be mad. And I love Kyoto Animation. I what is absolutely Shima Pond? Uh, striped panties. They're the kind of like teal and white striped panties. Oh, you never heard that? No. no. Oh boy. It's uh, it's but not really, of... it, it's not really explicitly shown. It's it's kind of a joke about the show. Um, oh, okay. Uh, huh. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you got something to look forward to. I mean, you know, cute girls doing cute things is a genre that I've been a fan of for a lot of years, and I've seen a lot of different ones. Um, you know, started out with uh, Azumanga Dayo. Uh, it's kind of got that non sequitur kind of goofy, you know, different personality types in a school. You know, the yeah. teachers, all the, and it's all the girls in the school, and you know, they have different personalities and quirks, like a, you know. There's a, a classic classic character from Azumanga is Osaka, who actually has a name, but she's from Osaka and has an accent. So everybody just calls her Osaka and she's kind of a space cadet. And, you know, it's a, the dub on that was actually pretty good, too. So I actually watched it. And there's always the, the classic, like, get it together, Osaka, get it together. And she completely misses all the stuff going on around her because she's such a space cadet. It's, it's really it's really fun. It's it's cute and it's enjoyable. And the manga is really good, too. It's only like four volumes. They when they did the anime and did twenty six episodes, they made a lot of original content. So something to look back to. I I have that one. Um, and then if I had to recommend another cute girls doing cute things, but completely off the wall bonkers, this is also another Kyoto Animation joint. Nichi Joe. Have you ever heard of this? I think I, I, I'm going to look it up while you talk about it. Okay, sounds really familiar. Nichijo is this series about these girls at school, and there's other there's guys and stuff like that too. But there's a lot of bizarre stuff going on, and there's really kind of off kilter stuff. Like there's a girl that completely is an idiot. There's another one that's kind of like the straight man, but then there's a girl that's you know carves stuff in class. There's a guy that rides around on a goat. Uh, You know the gif I sent that one time of the teacher fighting the deer. Yeah, like wrestling the deer. Yeah, that's yeah. Nietzsche Joe, and uh, the, you know, there's a there's a like a little girl scientist that has a like uh like a, a key turned powered robot that is her maid, and they just bounce between all these different uh scenarios, and they are completely bonkers. Some of them are a little like kind of non sequiturs, and some of them are complete absurdity. Like the the teacher fighting the deer, um. I think there's a there's a scene where the the dumb girl borrows the straight 
uh, straight man girl's uh, notes. And it turns out she was drawing Yaoi in there. And they proceed to do this super crazy, awesome animated scene where she's chasing the stupid girl because she thinks that she's going to see the Yaoi. And instead of you know stopping and giving her notebook back because she's just asking for the notebook, she's not saying why, the stupid girl just runs from her because she's chasing her. And it becomes it like it actually animates it almost like they're racing and like running on the walls and all kinds of crazy shit. It's it's so fun. And there's 26 episodes of complete insanity. And I recommend it to everyone. So it's still cute girls doing cute things, but it's it's a wild experience. And it's animated by Kyoto Animation to a T. It's so good. Get out there and find it if you can. Uh, Funimation's released it on Blu-ray. They have a dub. They got the sub. It's got everything. I feel like I've seen it in different places. It has a very prominent art style or distinguished art style mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm, i've seen that card or that title card in different places so oh yeah uh, i can add it somewhere i'm sure if not it's gift game is strong <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> yeah like I'm you I'm you sure will see some gifts out there yeah i definitely i can can't recommend it enough so you watching anything else my friend i am on season three of billy and mandy and <laughs> that's right i don't know if i'm proud or not but Man, I'm blowing through it <laughs> whenever, I just, I'm, whenever I'm watching it. And oh, my I gosh. Just, I'm just dying whenever it's on. Uh, the thing, it, it's getting away from the more hilarious parts, though. So I'm I'm kind of curious to see where it goes. Uh, me and my brother were talking about it. Apparently, there's like three movies that came out for Billy and Mandy. Um, we're going to see if I get to those. Wow. Once I get to the end of season five, I, I've got to I've got to finish. I can't just not. I, there was five seasons of that thing. Five, yeah. I mean, I don't wow. really break up the seasons because there's no continuity or anything. Mm-hmm. It's it's just nonsense. Well, yeah. But, I mean, I guess technically, like regular show has eight seasons, but it was mostly episodic, crazy stuff. Uh, yeah. I guess it just you know depends on how many years it was on. Yeah, I don't think it was many. I just I just like watching it. it it's also just good goofy shit. And like my wife will walk in and she's like, I don't know how you watch this. <laughs> and I mean, it's just Billy like screaming at something and Grimm's just dancing with the scythe and Mandy is screeching because everything is wrong. And Oh, wow. I guess it just makes me, I don't know. I don't know. I enjoy it. It's nostalgic. Yeah. Hey, it's, you know, there's, there's sometimes you just need the simple thing to watch. I mean, I, I go back to yeah. DuckTales on a regular basis. Um, I'm a big fan start, of DuckTales. I started DuckTales because I got real curious about it for some for some reason i don't even know why but i was like man there's got to be something to ducktales something I, and then i wanted I, to watch the new ducktales too okay so you're talking about the original ducktales and then and then you haven't watched oh, the new ducktales i want to watch both old ducktales yeah. and then go to new ducktales uh new ducktales is its own thing but it's still fun uh they have a a really great moment in that show and this isn't really a spoiler per se it's just like a fun fact they actually uh because donald's in the show too um and donald don Cheadle. yeah that shit was amazing (laughs) i I was blown away i you know he magically gets his voice fixed and it's freaking don Cheadle's dulcet tones coming out of his his mouth like i was like what is happening oh yeah yeah i enjoyed that moment very much and the the humor is a little more modern um Mm -hmm. and very prevalent in uh you know the newer ducktales but hey i'm on board for it it's a it's a blast to watch. It's well animated. I, I like the fact that it's still a pretty simple design and kind of has all the, the classic characters. I think even Darkwing Duck showed up in an episode. I would believe it. They, they do a lot of call outs in the the couple episodes that I watched. I think I got either halfway through season one of New DuckTales or 
most the way through season one but like they they do a call out to max and Ro- ruby or whatever that girl's name is from the extremely goofy movie or the goofy movie like they call out max and his girlfriend whenever goofy shows up later on oh, the yeah show and like they they just call out everybody and it's it's really nice it's, it's a little celebration of disney it's cool. yeah I uh I really enjoyed Darkwing Duck back in the day, so it made me happy to hear that he might be making a cameo. I don't know if it actually happened for sure, but I'll let you know when I get there. Yeah, let me know. Let me know. I'm still working my way through it. Um, since I put priority on anime over uh my Western cartoons at the moment, <laughs> over my duck shows. Hey, um, hey, hey, I grew up with that shit. I grew up in the Disney Afternoon era. Like, do you know what Disney Afternoon is? Mm-mm. So in certain parts of the United States, there was uh, like a, a animation block called uh, Disney Afternoon. It was all of Disney's like animated TV shows. I think there was Gummy Bears, Tailspin, Darkwing Duck, uh, Goof Troop, Bonkers. What the fuck is Gummy Bears? Gummy Bears was okay. So it's this cartoon about this family of bears that lives in the forest, and they drink gummy bear juice, gummy bear juice, and they become bouncy. So there's like a there's a villain and everything, and he's trying to figure out the formula for the gummy bear juice, and you know, trying to steal uh, different things from them. Like I'm trying to remember the details of why the villain actually wants this stuff. It's kind of like uh, was it Gargamel from Smurfs? It's like I guess oh, he was going to cook the Smurfs. I know. Yeah. I've seen these bears. Yeah, I just the theme didn't know song that's what they were called. The theme song is is classic. I actually had a CD of all the opening songs from uh, Disney Afternoon when I was a kid. And I speaking of theme songs, and then I'll bring us into our next uh, our next conversation topic. Absolutely, bring us back to animated games. Yeah, (laughs) I know we we just went straight off the road there. If you look up Ducktales trap remixes and Chippendale Rescue Ranger trap remixes, you wouldn't be disappointed. But apart from that, Steven. Any particular games you're playing? Anything uh anything hot on the press for you? Oh man, hot on the press. What ha- oh uh I started I started uh Stardew Valley again because I have a problem with farming games. I like I just have to keep playing them. And I also found out like the thing's been updated with like new content since I last played. So So like you started a new farm and started Absolutely. Valley? Absolutely. I'm on speed run mode right now. Like I'm I'm I've been playing these games for so long that I know how most of it goes. And I have my own strategy for speeding through the beginning part of the game. Um, you know, cause I, I played every rune factory and rune factory share, or I guess Stardew Valley shares a lot with rune factory. I really don't. Uh, it's clearly uh, Stardew has some influence from uh, like, uh, was it uh, friends of mineral town? Yeah. Harvest moon friends of mineral town, but a lot of, like the dungeon crawling is very similar to rune factory. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rune Factory's got a lot more story to it. Like it's you know you got like uh you know a whole overall plot line in most of the games, but the farming, the cooking, the uh, resource gathering, like all that is pretty much the same throughout the series. I think they fine tune it, add some quality of life features as you go on. And uh, I whenever they announced that Rune Factory Four was coming for the Switch, I instantly ordered the special edition, uh, and I've already beat the absolute piss out of it like everything that's um sorry that was probably not the best adjective to use uh but stardew valley lives in that same zone so as soon as i as soon as it came out like i got on board with it i love it to death it's a fantastic game i recommend it to anybody who likes any sort of simulation a little bit of a rpg action yeah don't make that face all right also gross Uh, whatever (laughs) 
<laughs> but I've gotten so good at them now. I, I usually know a good method for developing a routine to go really quickly and make a lot of money very fast. And I've kind of streamlined the whole process. So um, I got back into that. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm, I'm kind of speed running everything through the beginning to get to the new content that's available. I've also started a, a co-op game with, uh, with my significant other. And that's proving to be interesting because, you know, you share a farm and you can go off and do different things. So it's, it's important to communicate because you also have to not F each other up because you share money. Right. So if somebody goes and spends all the money and you're off somewhere else trying to spend money and you don't have it, ugh, it's bad. Well, so joint bank account there. Yeah. Yeah. Not a fan of that, but yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much what I'm playing. I'm still mixing in a lot of fighting games because we, you know what we'll get into here shortly. Uh, Guilty gear is still on heavy rotation. I've started wanting to learn dragon ball fighter Z and then what was the other game I played a hell of a lot? Oh, Smash. That's what it was. Smash Ultimate, a game that I am terrible at, but keep trying to get better. That's that's all I can say, really. Um, I I I plan to fold in Persona 5 again. I've just been distracted for a bit. But uh, uh, yeah, that's the gist of my gaming uh, adventures at the moment. I can't say I've gotten a lot of time to do it. What about you, my friend? So I finished Fire Emblem Three Houses. Oh, damn. Uh, you finally got through that final battle? And it was good. Yeah, it was nice. Um, I kind of understood the game to be one story told from three different perspectives. But as I found out after talking to uh, a couple of our friends, it's three different timelines because you as the professor influence how the game plays out. And so I, I was going to go sell the game when I was done with it. But I didn't have a bad time with it. I, mm-hmm. I'm i normally not a fan of tactical RPGs, but I did have a good time. There was enough waifu factor in there for me. Um, so I'm going to keep it. I'm going to yeah. go through those other stories at some point. I, I think a, a nice break would be good. Um, I love Fi- Fire Emblem Three Houses. I'm still working my way through my, my first playthrough, but it's very clearly got a little bit of a persona thing going on. Yeah. Um, like it's because I've played Fire Emblem Awakening, which it's like kind of battle to battle to battle, and there's story in between and, and things like that. Uh, but this is this is you spend a lot of time at the school, uh, doing activities to get to know the characters. I mean, a lot of time, and it's important for leveling them up and things like that, and learning the story. But there's not a lot of battles in that in that game. Like I, I don't feel like there's a ton of battles compared to some of the other Fire Emblems out there. Yeah, like, no, and. Uh, uh, I'm not sure really compared to other fire emblems, but I, I would hope that they're as smooth as they are in this one. I, so everyone talked about awakening. I know you and Daryl were playing mm-hmm. it. Absolutely. I, I added it to my DS download list, not yet download list, my wish list. Cause the DS and the Wii U shop are going to go offline soon. Um, Sad day. Can we take a minute? Yeah. RIP. Okay. So anyway, I, uh, <laughs> I added that to my download list because I was like, well, you know, everyone praises it so much and I might as well get it if I can. So I added it on there to see if it goes on sale and I'll actually grab that. That'll be my other Fire Emblem game. And I was like, I, it, if it's praised. I'll I think it. you'll find it very approachable because, uh, you know, it's still got uh, 2D sprites on it uh, from back then. So like, you know, you know, when in Three Houses, when you were uh, 
upgrading your class and it had those little like little mini like kind of sprites of the different classes that's what your characters look like when you battle in fire emblem ah okay yeah and then, and then it'll it'll zoom in when you actually attack and do abilities and you know kind of like whenever it did in three houses you just don't have 3d models on the field you have little 2d sprites mm-hmm. and they all have their unique designs and things like that but it's uh i think it's gonna be very approachable because you know there's story and then there's a battle maybe you can travel around the map and there's some random battles and there's some shops to go to but you you pretty much you know bounce through battle to battle to battle to story to story to story it's uh there's not a because you kind of earn the closeness points in battle and to unlock uh those support events in ah. in fire emblem awakening okay um it's you don't have just, like a, it's not just like in in emblems or not emblems in three houses where like if you just fight close enough to each other you get enough support mm-hmm. love and care to yeah. unlock the next event yeah i mean it's it's a little more like because that's the thing is like they can team up and and become closer and it's as they get close enough they'll unlock events that they they tell little side stories and things like that um and it's, it's something i easily recommend i mean the game's mostly still full price yeah even like even like old physical copies and things like that i think it, it lands around the 30 dollar mark if you're you know aiming for a decent copy and yeah. i think it's original retail price maybe even 50 bucks if you're looking for a good copy um but if you're just going to download it you should be able to get a good price on it uh, it's still full price on the 3ds shop damn. damn everything everything is it's ridiculous i uh, so i have a wish list of the remaining 3ds like like kind of what's the what's the word for it i don't know like must plays i guess oh yeah for the most part it's the big games i got the quintessential that's quintessential games that i need to play (laughs) and for the most part they're all like the full price 30 40 Mm dollar games i have to get and i just added ultra moon and fire emblem awakening to it and so gotta get ready for that i have a huge um i have a huge card in there to download everything and i've been downloading everything to it right now which leads me to what i'm actually playing uh on my 3ds so i have given up on uh code dragon vft i i couldn't bring myself to open the game back up i wasn't having fun ah fair enough so i started shin megami tensei 4 okay so (laughs) we just it just moved straight into straight to another one (laughs) similar things okay cool uh i mean Shimikami Tensei is its own beast and it, it you know there's a lot more complex systems going on in that game but there is enough similarities to some of the the Persona games too and I, I'm I'm already seeing it in like the first hour like I'm already recruiting demons I'm already I've already pretty much seen my team and one thing that I did so since I'm downloading I didn't buy the case and one thing on the case which was cool was like you see in the background the one guy that's like and covered in red and one guy that's covered in white and mm-hmm. one thing that's kind of thematic throughout opening the whole game was this black and white thing and I, i'm guessing it's symbolic of like good and evil because my guy i think goes through about helping or not helping the end of the mm-hmm. world and that's kind of what they kind of allude to in the beginning with both these characters and i was like whoa a lot of stuff i missed out by not having the physical copy because once i looked to make our post on twitter and i saw that i was like I missed out on a really cool thing here without not having the physical copy. And I was like, Steve, I would appreciate that. <laughs> Take that digital boy. Yeah. You got me. <laughs> no, it's uh, destined here. Lost out. Yeah. I, I got the, 
I got the set, the special edition set, whenever it came out. Um, I think it's still in there somewhere. But uh, I then picked up the other game. that They have a version of it called Apocalypse, which actually has a third storyline. So there's there's so, more to that that game. Like it, uh, Shin Megami Tensei Four was a uh, was a really good game that I really feel like didn't get enough attention. It's a it's a mainline Shin Megami Tensei, so they rarely get as much attention as Persona. Uh, yeah. But I love the fact that they they just keep making them. It's and they re released uh, Nocturne, so that was a good choice too. And that that was and they brought back Dante. Like I mean, that was a solid marketing choice for no reason. They didn't I know have to do that, and they brought I know. back Dante. That's right. Just bring in the quality, man. I love Atlas. Love yeah, those guys. That's it's good shit. Um, I guess it's Sega I, now, but oh, yeah, I was pretty sure Sega bought Atlas. Somebody correct me. <laughs> no, no, I mean Sega helped. Sega and Atlas were on the Persona roster, so mm-hmm. I don't know how that. Anyway, so I absolutely uh, I started Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm One on my uh, Switch since I'm not playing anything new on there, but I didn't want to play it. I uh, I just started going. <laughs> I started going through, and I was like, man, I've already done this so many times, and I, it hasn't been enough time in between. So I deleted it, and I have to pick another game on my Switch to play. So I can clear off enough space, so I can get Monster Hunter Stories too. So oh I, yeah, because you you're you you're pretty excited about that because you I'm you played the first one right? I I played maybe ten or so hours of the first one, and then I had like some corrupting stuff on my 3ds, and I lost it. Oh but damn! I redownloaded on this new card I have because I have the account still. Um. And I'll play it again once I do some traveling or something. And I'm like, well, I guess I could play Monster Hunter Stories. Because I'd, I'd rather bring my DS with me than my Switch. I just don't yeah. risk anything breaking. I, I get that. The The DS is a is a sturdy system, man. Oh, yeah. I love it. And the battery life is pretty damn good on it. The Switch's battery life, if you play consistently, will just end like two and a half, three hours, maybe. Yeah. And I got the 2DS. So it... Or like the original 2DS. So it's Oh, it's like a the, the... What is it? Thing. The, the, to- the piece of toast? It, that's all it's toast um so i gotta pick something to play i think i'm gonna play digimon cyber sleuth and cyber hackers because that's a pretty big system on there or five. Cy- a cy- uh, cyber sleuth is a lot of fun i actually started that game and got about like 10 or 12 hours into and i really want to go back to it uh, it's a pretty solid like story-based digimon game and it really kind of goes over some fan favorites um i I was actually sad when i you know i got so busy i couldn't keep up with it and i hit that point with rpgs like i gotta stay on top of rpgs with enough frequency that i don't lose what i'm doing because that's what happened to me i put like 10 hours in that thing and i got really busy at work or with family stuff and i came back to it and i was like i don't remember the system i don't remember the story i don't even remember why i chose these monsters i just was lost so i had to start over and i plan to at some point like i I have a pretty strict code right now where i'm not buying new games because i'm playing the ones i own and uh so far so good yeah i don't think i've bought a new game in a while nope that's not true i just bought scarlet nexus shit i gotta go back and play scarlet nexus ah uh you you, did you finish the uh the first playthrough nope I focused on Fire Emblem. I got sucked up in that, and that absorbed me for like two weeks straight. Oh, that's our that's our book club game. Yeah, right. I had to finish that by the end of the month. 
actually that's probably what i'm gonna do is finish scarlet nexus i'll binge that and then i'll focus on these uh portable games yeah absolutely wrap anyway. up that ps4 title yeah what ps4 title isn't it on ps4 scarlet yeah. nexus yeah oh you got it on pc oh yeah that's i have it on that's PC. right i forgot i'm uh, on the master race now oh yeah yeah we're gonna but, hear about that a lot oh yeah but so anyway <laughs> the meat and potatoes apart from everything we fucking talked about so far let's uh let's move on to the next segment is fighting games so we're coming off of a weekend of fighting fighting games uh, probably about a dozen of them maybe i may be exaggerating uh, not like, too much <laughs> no not, not by many but maybe a dozen different fighting games so i kind of wanted to take a minute let's talk about a couple fighting games we've been fond of ones we've been exposed to maybe some of our favorites um i can kind of lead us off uh absolutely know... start this start this train mm. so me and my brother uh when we were we lads when we started playing fighting games it was with dragon ball um, with the Budokais, the Budokai Tenkaichis. And back then with Budokai, they were made by Atari. Um, and I didn't really appre- appreciate and disappreciate or depreciate until I got Budokai again as an adult. Mm-hmm. And I played it and I realized every character was the same. Their combos yeah. were the same nothing was different all the button inputs are the same mm -hmm. wow what do you what do you mean my combo with freeze is the same as my combo with napa that shouldn't be right one should be a heavy one should be a light right but no it's all uh it was all very cheap and they just mass produced a bunch of these uh fighters to put out like yu yu hakusho uh they had a fighter that atari put out and what else i think there's another anime fighter atari did which I mean, good on them for some fan service, but man, they sucked in retrospect. <laughs> but we uh, we played the shit out of those until Budokai Tenkaichi came out, and they were fun as we went through all those. And then the third Tenkaichi came out. Have you played any of those? No, no. I was I was out of the rotation at that point in time. Um, I I mean I was I was full on, you know otaku not really sticking to dragon ball z and uh you know the most of the shonen series at the time i i was into that slice of life shit man you were in the weeds yeah oh yeah i was a weeb before it was like totally culturally acceptable to be a weeb uh like absolutely like i remember somebody calling me that and it was supposed to be an insult and i I was like i don't know what you're talking about okay you just told him your mama (laughs) so tenkaichi was or at least tenkaichi three was super cool because anybody that was a character throughout the Dragon Ball saga um, was fightable or playable. So if it was just a peon in Frieza's army or some random character in one of the world tournaments, they were fightable. You could wasn't it like a Saiyan a fighter? Yeah, yeah. And like the ones they plant in the ground and they grow up and they're like, mm-hmm. hey, screw. Or, yes. Whoa. Whoa. Cell Juniors. Whoa, no, Saiyan? Is that no, yes. Yeah. So Saiyan were fighters. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, like that's the first that's the first arc with Nappa and Vegeta when they first show up. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was Raditz, I can't remember, but they plan them and they, they grab on the Yamcha. No, so this that is where was... the, that's where that's where the famous picture comes from. Yeah, that was Nappa and uh, yeah. Vegeta. They planted Saiyan. And then you could play Cell Juniors, which were 
comparable to Sayamin. And then you could play Grandpa Roshi once you unlocked him, um, which is really cool playing Goku's grandpa. Not Grandpa Roshi, Grandpa Gohan. Mm-hmm. Um, that shit was just really cool, finding stuff to unlock and play. And it was just really fun. It, it was a lot of fan service in that one. Oh, and yeah. A lot of customizable shit. Um, I'm trying to think. Apart from that and that that kind of fighter, um, we didn't have much else apart from Super Smash Brothers in our house where we got Super Smash Brothers Melee. Not Melee. We got Brawl for the Wii. And we didn't really like fighting each other because me and my brother never really fought like that. We just went through the story mode. Oh, yeah. Because Subspace Emissary was so cool. And uh, we always just fought fought everything through there the team up seeing everyone come through in the cgi cut scenes and watched all the shit happen it was really cool um i never played that game and i know nothing about it like everybody talks about subspace emissary like it's this freaking you know amazing adventure and i know nothing about it like i like i like i said like i said uh um you know i haven't played since the original n64 version there's marvel's mcu the, the mm-hmm. Marvel Cinematic Universe, and then there's Subspace Emissaries right above it. Oh wow! It's uh, it's pretty cool. Is with all that the that good, huh? It's you talk about collaborations and tie-ins and people coming there that should not be there. It's pretty cool. Really? Pretty cool. Okay, I, 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 I can dig that. that. I don't know. Like that's some crossover craziness, huh? Yeah. That, Sakurai absolutely. flexing on everybody, as he normally does. Of course. And so. Apart from that, I, I didn't even really get into fighters until, uh, I guess, college, where I got roommates, and they wanted to play fighting games. And so we got Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and they all wanted to fight. And so we played <laughs> fighters, or not fighters, ultimate, and I sucked at that, realized I hated it. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, that was very obvious. <laughs> they all wanted to play it, so I played it with them. Um, and then Fighter Z came up whenever that came out, and that was where my bread and butter was. But then once I found about Fighter Z, I developed an appreciation for Arc Systems. And yeah, because you played through the Guilty Gear Collection, didn't you? I think you got like you got really kind of into the lore and everything, didn't you? I I got real curious about the lore, and I I have the collection. I'm still trying to beat the first game, the first <laughs> canon ending of the game, because the the only canon ending is when you beat it with Saul, bad guy, and then you fight everything, and then Justice shows up, and then you get mm-hmm. specific dialogue, and that's what's canon. Ah. Um, so I'm trying to get that, and then once I've done with that, I'll delete it, and then I'll go to the next game, find the canon ending, and then I'll fight it and beat it. And that's just kind of my basis for beating all the games. But I there's like a four-hour dissertation on the Guilty Gear lore up to Strive, um, oh yeah by the pro crap the they're called the pro dash crastinators and it's pretty cool uh it's a it's a lot to take in so i mean I, I used to drive a lot on the road so i would just find tons of stuff to listen to and that came up and i was like all right well i'll hear it and it was wild that, that, <laughs> man, that man, i don't remember his name but he's on some shit to make up guilty gear oh yeah uh, uh daisuke ishiwatari I think you're right. I know Daisuke. Daisuke yeah. is a uh, first name. Like that guy pretty much built that thing from the ground up. He, they were like, uh, we want you to make a fighting game and do the music. 
and like the character designs and direct this shit. Like, I don't know. It, it's wild. And it's kind of cool to actually play through that whole series and, and see how the music started and like changes over the entries. Cause uh, you know, strive is the sound of strive is different from rev two is different from X two and accent core and, and so on and so forth. Uh, my bread, my bread and butter was X two accent core. So uh, yeah. that's where I started and got into the series. But, uh, but yeah, like you really didn't play a lot of actually traditional 2D fighting games coming up. You you really only joined the fighting game appreciation society uh, in the last like a uh, you know decade or so. Yeah, not nah, I less than it's more, more like the last five years. Yeah, probably years? five years. Yeah, three <laughs> five years. Yeah, until I could really begin to appreciate it, and I was like, wow, okay, so this is what the technicality of everything looks like. And I started watching Evo and stuff like that. And, Oh like, man, wow, so that, fun to watch! This is what everyone's doing. That's this is the allure of fighting games. Because there was Evo, a point. Evo is the game that makes me understand why people like watching speedrunning. Yeah. When you see somebody do something so damn well, and I, you know, I've enjoyed some speedruns. Not all of them. Some of them, I'm kind of like, eh, okay. Like, uh, like I think I, you know, saw somebody speedrun Castlevania Symphony Night, and they're like dashing backwards all the time, and I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, and you know, so I'm like, I, I can't really get any enjoyment out, but like, I I love watching a lot of the matches from Evo and some of the other events, uh, especially now that they pretty much stream them and and broad and show them up on uh, on YouTube, and you can watch the matches whenever you want to. You don't have to like be online at a certain time. You can do that and see it live, but there's a lot of like a rebroadcast. So if you can't get there at the right time, you can watch them again. And I love that, and it's fun seeing people get hyped up about it. I mean, there's always the classic Daigo and. Uh, uh the daigo moment in street fighter 3 no i don't i don't know what you're talking about are you serious like you've yeah. been on the internet this long and you haven't seen the god it's from a an old evo there it's a oh god I, i'm try i've dropped the other guy's name and i feel terrible about it because it's a classic but yeah daigo umehara i think his name is he's a street fighter pro and they literally have this uh, this match and he's about to lose and for, it's like Chun Li versus Ken, and in the video, Chun Li goes for like this super move version of the lightning kick, and he literally parries every single hit manually, and then hits back and wins the match, and the entire place just erupts. I, I will show you after we get off this podcast, and you'll you'll be impressed. It's amazing. That's pretty hype. Yeah, it's it's a it's like one of the earliest hype moments there there is, and uh, I think I think. It's a little, sort of, but you, that's true. You you weren't part of the, you know, fighting game players the community back then. Yeah, yeah, you really weren't. Um, so you wouldn't know about that. That's true. Um, I, on the other hand, uh, you know, one of the reasons we're talking about the fighting games is because, you know, we, we played so much this weekend and we had a small get, uh, we had a small get together. It was a, it was a pretty hefty get together and we had a big tournament and among all these games. And so it gives me the chance to kind of, before we get into like how that went, uh, I can kind of start at the beginning for myself, uh, unless you had something to add to your own history. I think you kind of got to the end. Yeah, no, yeah. that was it. We we are oh. current day Trey. Oh yeah. See, I I came up on uh, Street Fighter Two Championship Edition in the arcade, mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat in the arcade, the original one, uh, causing headlines with all that blood and taking people's heads off with the spine attached. Man, I could never I could never do any moves in that game. I, no. I couldn't. I I am not good at it, and every time somebody actually pulled off a fatality, I was like, "You're amazing! You were you were perfect at this game." Um, I also other games that I played in the arcade were Virtua Fighter, 
uh, and then uh, then Soul Edge is I, I stumbled upon this this machine, and before Soul Calibur there was Soul Edge. Oh, Soul Edge. Okay, yeah, 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 I know Soul Edge. And I I picked up the character Mitsurugi and just started whomping some people, and I was like, this is this is the best. This is a great feeling to be able to play a game against a human and win. And I thought I was the best player in the world. And then I think a kid like two years younger than me came by and whooped my ass with uh, Taki. Yeah, it was it was a very humbling moment. I got excited, really, really excited. Kind of got started to get a big head, and he just like just deflated it. Anyways, that's that's kind of like where I got into fighting games in the first place. It's definitely the arcade, you know, just dropping quarters into that bad boy. And then you know, more and more fighting games started coming home you got them on the super nintendo and there was like groups of kids that would go over to that one kid's house that owned street fighter 2 on the super nintendo and just played for hours switching controllers and and that was that was a really great time because uh that's how you got better like if you couldn't afford the arcade you made friends with the kid that owned it um he was your best friend so you could play street fighter 2 <laughs> go spend the night at little Timmy's. Yeah. but I, i've been a part of like fighting game crowd since the beginning and I, I was never great i i got good on a few games um i mean i you know played super street fighter 2 definitely played some mortal kombats i played the original smash brothers which i was actually decent at and then i you know got distracted with other stuff i played samurai showdown uh i tried to play fatal fury and i remember looking at a like a nintendo power maybe it was a game pro or something and they had the the motions and the buttons required to do special moves in that game and it was so complicated to my little kid brain i was like no i'm never playing this game ever again it just upsets me um so yeah i, I don't think i've ever gone back to like king of fighters or fatal fury or anything like that and i think king of fighters is much more approachable now i just just never went back to it uh, stuck to my my uh, my weird games because that's what because after after a certain period I started getting into like the more niche games because it came, became more uh, common. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as as things went on, I got into things like uh, Arcana Heart. Uh, what else uh, uh, was it? There was a uh, Melty Blood. Melty Blood was one, uh, and of course Dragon Ball Z was huge for me earlier than everybody else. So I. Uh, when I was at the peak hype for, for Dragon Ball Z, I modded my place, like got my PlayStation modded and then imported uh, Dragon Ball Ultimate Battle 22. Um, and then I think a Dragon Ball GT real bout. Yeah. And it just got so pumped for it. And those games are not good. Like they're, they're really basic versions. I played a- real bout. Uh, I did play it. But yeah. like not, I played it at a friend's house like once or twice. I think I, I it, it was I, I've wiped my ass and had a, a better time than, <laughs> than playing real power. I like I was just so hyped to have like an anime video game because that was the thing is like those were not common back in the day. Like if you wanted a like an anime esque game of any sort, you imported it. Um, I remember just being obsessed with uh, the back of like Game Pros and Electronic Gaming Monthly. always had like these import shops. And they'd show off these games I really wanted, like uh, Sakura Wars, Sakura Tyson, um, Waku Waku Seven. It was kind of a weird anime fighter as well, um, and just so like the Saturn was coming out, I was so hyped for it. And I think I continued on throughout the years. I started playing DOA Two Hardcore on PS2 in college, and I got really good at it there. Um, I started getting into Guilty Gear, 
and played through X2. And then I think I got Iska, which frustrated me to no end for a bit. So I put down the game for a while because you had a manual turnaround button. Oh, and it had uh, a it had a it had a it had a two layer but it had a foreground background kind of system, as well as a manual oh, turnaround button. So you could actually do attacks while transitioning to the background or foreground, and it was it, it was a cool idea. It was just so complex because you also still had like dusts and Roman cancels and all kinds of things. So it was it was like pro player kind of levels of stuff, and uh, it was very intimidating. And then uh, yeah. I. And then I got really into X2 accent core when they added in a lot of extra characters and stuff. Um, and I, I just completely ignored smash from that point on. Like I, you know, a lot of, I remember being in college and being really into DOA and, and guilty gear and everybody was always in the common room, just playing melee, melee, melee for hours on end. Like I, I don't think there was really much time. You could not walk into a melee game going on at the, at the common room when I was in school. So, uh, you know, I at least had that as an option, but I it was it always I always felt a little outside of it. Like it was too much for me. I, I hadn't played in years, and these guys were were good. They were good at least for the the, the dorm we were in, mm-hmm. and uh, it was very intimidating. So I was like, nah, I'll just go get some cereal or something. <laughs> but uh, it's a good alternative it, to Smash. I'd, I'd yeah. rather go eat cereal <laughs> than play Smash. I I am not a fan of Smash. I yeah, and then I had a, a quiet period. Uh, you know, I remember playing a little bit of Soul Calibur, and I, I play a few things here or there. But I, I, did, I dropped fighting games for a while, and I'd say it's only been in the last two years that I've really picked them back up. Um, I got back into DOA. I picked up Dragon Ball Fighter Z, which I should really put some more time into because I'm still not good enough to compete with you. Um, Guilty Gear started hyping up Strive, and it just looks so damn pretty, and uh, it was. It was everything I wanted. It was the music. It was the character design. The the cel shaded graphics just look so fluid. It's like watch. It's like a fighting game that's an anime, like one of those three D animes. And a lot of people have given like the kind of like the big counter things popping up on screen and like the the counter getting bigger and bigger and bigger and being on the real estate of the screen as as being kind of distracting. I don't think so. I think kind of adds like this fun moment. Yeah. In the middle, like in the middle of the fight, there's nothing better than having somebody like doing a combo and you manage to just interrupt it with a counter and it just slams the screen and it kind of turns it and slow mows them out of it, out of what they're the hit. And it's, it's just a lot of fun. Um, our, our group of friends really uh, jumped on it. You know, you and I were the ones that were really excited about it. And I think uh, you just stopped at I, one point. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't hop on the train once it came out. I, uh, everyone else did, but I, oh man, man, I don't, I don't even know what happened. It just happened. I think it surprised me when it came out and then now everyone's the best. Oh, I, I've been playing the series for, for years. And like, I got very familiar with it again, really quickly. And I thought I was going to be clapping some cheeks at this, uh, tournament. And these, these boys just went nuts (laughs) watching tutorials on YouTube, like practicing day in and day. I'm like, do you guys have jobs? What's happening? And we would get online and and play together to practice. And I think I kept a pretty even keel for a while. And then there was about two weeks before this tournament where I couldn't touch anyone anymore because <laughs> I could only I could only practice occasionally. You know, in in the game, it, it, you actually when you play online, you go up floors of skill. And I'm on level two. They were on like level seven and eight. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I I'm not a sore loser. I, I've gotten past that part of me that gets upset when i lose so it's always really yeah. funny because I'll, I'll lose like 20 matches and i'll just be like god damn it all right let's do it again yeah 
what am I doing wrong? Yeah, I mean, and that's just that's part of it. You know, it's just part of uh, gaming in general, especially competitive gaming. Uh, I think uh, being able to accept a loss is probably one of the most valuable skills you can have as a gamer. Absolutely. Now, being able to... My, my thing, whenever I first started getting into Dragon Ball Z or Fighter Z, I I was absolute ass, as you, as you would be. Mm-hmm. But my friends had started playing it before me, and my friend Ben was showing me how to play and that's when i first got frieza and like i started playing him and he felt right and i would start doing things and he would tell me to stop and so i would do something he would punish me immediately and he'd be like stop doing that stop doing that and so i would make the same mistakes and then i'd realize i have to mix up i have to do something Mm -hmm. different okay i see what's going on here and so after like a couple months of that i realized okay here's what i have to do yeah. And it's just, it's fun being able to look intrinsically and realize, here's how I'm playing wrong. Here's what I have to do. And so when I go online and play Dragon Ball Fighter Z, I can see people doing the same thing. And like, you mm-hmm. can almost see the gears turning in the player once they kick it up a notch. And it's like, ah, that's how this motherfucker's playing. And so Absolutely. It's yeah. Uh, it's our cool our friend Will is doing that with me uh, on Guilty Gear Strive because he's a Potemkin player and I play mm-hmm. Giovanna. So like my whole kit is to characters to get in there and attack and mix up your combos it's very fast it, she's a rushdown character and he's a thrower like so being close to him is, like he's a grappler like dangerous. being close to him is dangerous and you know he's huge on the screen so he, it, like the hitboxes for his stuff are, are definitely unusual as well like because so, i'm used to running in and like i'm at the edge of the character um and i think i can grab and i miss because the actual place you can grab is right in the middle of the character so mm-hmm. i had to get used to that but it's it's really cool because he'll he'll talk shit the whole time which is fantastic because he's funny as hell but he'll also do the same moves over and over and over until i realize oh he's just showing me how to beat this like how to survive it how to to deal with it um and so it's fun to lose to will because I learn something each time and it's, it's always really fun when he, he kind of is like, Oh, Oh, Oh. When I start kind of figuring things out and it's, mm-hmm. I think that's what makes it a lot of fun for me uh, to be back into fighting games. Like I was out for quite a long time. And after the tournament we had this weekend, which, you know, with uh, our friend Daryl having the, the little tournament bracket program on his computer, that, that was, that made everything super easy. We had like four stations going, so it went really smoothly. Mm-hmm. But after this weekend, I, I really want to learn Dragon Ball Fighter Z a lot more. I'm definitely stronger and feel better playing a traditional 2D arcade fighter. Smash is, is a fun novelty. And I think when we played the large eight player game and even like four player games, that's fun. That's kind of like a like a party game kind of thing. And yeah. But uh, but the one on one kind of like uh, technical games, I was not very good at. I'm getting there a little bit. That. Uh, my only thing was I could only shine on Dragon Ball Fighter Z, and that was it. And I tried to shine on Mario Kart, but I don't know. You were having got, a rough night. You're usually top dog on that bad boy. I am. I got done dirty somewhere. I don't know what happened. Someone took the uh, someone took the battery out of my controller or something. I, I got, all I know, uh, all I know is the salt that people had for Mario Kart going into that freaking tournament was unwarranted because that that game ended up being hype as hell. Like everybody was really into it, and. Oh, yeah. uh, I was I was shocked, but it was a lot of fun. It was a blast, and yeah, I know that's not a fighting game, but it might as well be. <laughs> it's fi- it's fighting, fighting in cars. We'll take it. it. It's the new Twisted Metal at this point. Oh God, Twisted Metal! What a name drop. Yeah, 
They're supposed wow. to be working on a new one, I think. Or they're working on shows. They're not really? working on a new Twisted Metal, I don't believe. Or mm. I don't remember. I just, I've heard so many Twisted Metal rumors. I don't know what's real anymore. Yeah. But it's supposed to be a TV show at some point. Interesting. We'll okay. I think uh, Sweet Tooth is the focal point of it. Probably. Let me stop spreading rumors. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> do some research on that bad boy. But yeah, finding games are a great experience. I actually would encourage anybody who has a a passing interest in fighting games to check out uh, Guilty Gear Strive. It is very, very beginner friendly. The system is not complex. There's only so many moves. Um, It's not complex to pick up the game. It's very simple. It's a very deliberate speed. But if you want to be an expert, you can get there. Absolutely. Look on YouTube and look at the freaking like 20 minute long dissertations on combos and Roman cancels and all that shit for every single character but if you just want to play the game with your friends it's a good one it's a good one it's worth it don't shake your head at me you're just if you want jealous. something more kinetic something fast <laughs> you go for fighters dragon uh, ball fighters. i will admit dragon ball fighter z is kinetic as hell i even button mashing which I, I i started with it feels like you know what you're doing to a certain degree and it's a lot of fun to like kind of disappear and reappear around someone like knock them around this, the stage and and i started getting the hang of how each character worked um very very kinetic i like the tag team system or it's very reminiscent of marvel versus capcom 2 which is a huge um a huge boon for that game because there was a lot of people that love that style yeah so yeah yeah fighting games are the best i'll give it to you Fine. <laughs> like for they're the, fun for the sake of the title of this episode i'll let you have it all right trey are you ready for my new feature it's called bonsai bandits anime and manga recommendations oh. yeah that's my username just in case anybody had never heard that um but yeah steven's recommendations for manga and anime this week are uh, and this might be a hard to get a hold of one because i think i think it's out of print but if you can chase down even some way to watch it um, there is a series called Raw Zephan. It is a uh, spell it, spell it, spell it. Oh yeah, absolutely. R A H X E P H O N. So, Raw Zephan is this interesting giant mech show. Uh, teenage protagonist, of course, uh, and it's sci-fi and kind of cerebral as hell. So, it may sound a lot like a certain series that everybody loves called neon Genesis Evangelion. But whereas every, uh, yeah, I know it's, it's, you know, get the torches and everything. Um, I, I think we're, we're not, uh, I think we're kind of in the minority on that one. Anyways, yeah. Rosefin is, is a great series. It has a lot of uh, similar tropes from that era, but it is what you wanted Evangelion to be. Uh, so the, the concept is basically this, uh, the main character is, living his life just fine. And then it turns out that uh, a giant evil, you know, bad guy robot breaks through this, the sky. And it turns out he's been living in this, this bubble that was separated uh, by these, uh, these aliens. And so he ends up uh, getting involved with this organization and piloting this mech against uh, these monsters that keep attacking. And they're kind of like, it's a lot of uh, music and song based stuff. Um, but and he has to like learn about the the robot and the people around him, uh, you know, who in the organization is reliable um, and just who he is like, uh, like, is he actually human? Uh, is he one of the aliens? And he keeps having this vision of this 
teenage girl like that shows up in his dreams and he can't quite place who she is. So there's a lot of mystery going on. Um, there's a lot of giant robot fights. There's a lot of human drama going on as well. But it's so well paced throughout the whole series. Um, I mean, I gave like a bare bones description of this series. Uh, I, I recommend it a lot of times because uh, in the place of Neon Justice, it's a little more um, positive towards the end uh, of the thing. There's there's a resolution. It's probably one of the few a giant robot anime series that like I've seen that has resolution. Like the characters have an ending. Uh, the story has an ending and it's fantastic. It's animated. I want to say it was animated by bones. Can't 100% remember that exactly without getting on the, the phone right now, but uh, you know, maybe I'll update it on Twitter later. Um, but it has a, an opening song by uh, Maya Sak- Sakamoto, which is a fantastic song uh, to listen to. I actually still have it on my rotation in my playlist. But I I recommend this show. It was released by, uh, I believe it was ADV back in the day. And it's like a 26 episode series. And I promise if you watch it and you like uh, good characterization, uh, a little bit of drama, some giant robot fights, uh, you will be satisfied. And uh, that would be my first recommendation for anime to, to find. So you can watch Ra- Ra- Zephan. Mm-hmm. on amazon prime as of now the nice date, the date whenever this is published you can watch it on amazon prime um it is produced by bones so nailed it fucking nailed it um is it the movie or is it the tv series tv series nice nice get on there and check it out guys it is fantastic um i can't encourage you enough especially since it's 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 music it has a music theme kind of like like sound and and song is a part of, of the theme going throughout the show as well and it's a really really unique take on giant robots um i'm gonna keep it really vague because i want you to actually watch it and a lot of the details are important so if i give too much information it's gonna kind of spoil some stuff yeah. but it's a it's a solid watch and it's studio bones so you really can't go wrong um no, I, I like how this sounds i am i am invested in this yeah, I, I'd be curious to, to hear your take on it because I watched it after Neon Genesis Evangelion and I, I was like, that is a superior show. That is easily a superior show in my book. Um, but that is my first recommendation. My second recommendation is a is a kind of romantic comedy show uh, with a kind of unusual supernatural twist to a degree. Monster Masume? No, no, no. That's, that's your favorite anime. You even have it in steelbook form. If only... Yeah, they did release it in a steelbook, by the way. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, check out RyStuffAnime.com. You'll, you'll find what you're looking for. On it. You and, you and your monster girls. <laughs> um, so this this series is called Midori no Hibi, or Midori's Days. This was released uh, domestically by Media Blasters back in the day. I actually have a, a, like a box set of it. It's only like a 12-episode series, but the concept is uh, this this guy. He's this delinquent called, uh, was it... Uh, Mad Dog Sawamura, his uh, Seiji Sawamura, and he's this delinquent, and it's really well animated. But there's this girl that's kind of watching him, and so it kind of introduces him and shows you what kind of person he is. He's actually a good guy. He just ends up getting involved with bad people because he's trying to do the right thing. So his image is that he's this uh, this delinquent, but he's actually just a nice guy and kind of has a, a mean looking face. Um, so he goes to bed one night. And he wakes up and there's a girl on his right hand. A girl named Midori. And she's in love with him. 
And so he ha- so he goes to the story, you know, trying to be this badass delinquent, but it has this little girl on his hand. And he's like, I got a reputation to go with. Like, I can't have some some tits on my hand. Like, the dub is so good. The, the writing on the dub is definitely not probably one for one, but they had so much fun writing that thing. But it, it actually goes through, like, how he handles having the girl in his hand. Um, the people that were in her life that she's she like her real body in the real world because he goes and chases her down um, is actually in a coma at this point and they have to decide what they're going to do and there's a student uh, council president girl who gets involved with uh, Seiji and, and of course falls in love with him too so now you have like the rival and all kinds of hijinks ensue it's one of the funniest shows I've ever watched uh, and it's it's pretty old at this point I, I think that one is actually out of print so Midori Days or Midori no Hibi can be watched free on Tubi. Really? As of today, whenever this is published. What? Um, yeah, free on Tubi. <laughs> um, nice. But let's see, it only came out in 2004. It, I mean, that is kind of old, but it ain't too bad. And the there's a snippet here. It shows uh, Midori on his hand wa- helping him wash his back. It yeah. just looks hilarious. Yes, it is. It is fantastic, and it's got a lot of that uh, early 2000s kind of goofy faces going on and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The humor is solid. Uh, the romance and drama is is pretty good. Uh, my, you know, I I uh, my best girl didn't win, but that's okay. That's pretty common. My taste tends to lean towards not best girl. Um, but I, I 12 episodes, get on it. it. It's like an afternoon, and it's funny as hell. If you can chase down the bloopers the bloopers extra like on youtube or something that shit is hilarious it oh, is they so made a funny bloopers reel for that, yeah like they? the the english dub actors have a blooper reel on one of the special features and it is funny because uh they have a lot of fun with it um hmm. i can't i can't tell you how how much i laughed when i watched that blooper reel so yeah get on that it's it's a lot of fun it's lighthearted. it's not too serious um it looks good and uh, it's a solid watch uh i give it a nice uh you know Nine out of ten because my bet my best girl didn't win. Damn. Um, yeah. The uh, and last but not least, I'm going to give a manga recommendation, which is uh, you know, I, I read a lot of manga. I read, I read a lot more manga these days than I than I get to watch anime. Um, much to my chagrin. But the one I'm going to recommend is uh, Yansha Gao no Anjo San by Kato Yuichi, and this series is interesting. It's another one of those uh, kind of teasing um series because i apparently have a you know a favorite genre at the moment uh so it's kind of this uh studious guy uh kind of plain looking has bowl cut glasses he's kind of you know plain but uh he but he's just he's a nice guy he's a good solid guy and this uh kind of uh you know yankee kind of gal starts kind of like messing with him to a certain degree just kind of teasing him a little bit and is just getting close to him and each chapter uh, is basically like some version of the, her teasing him and him kind of overreacting to it to start out with. But then it starts kind of getting into a storyline down the way. And, you know, some people think she's an easy girl, but it, it's not really the case going on. Um, and he defends her. So she, of course, becomes even more like attached to him and you get to meet her friends and then how they connect. But uh, the main character's best friend in this show, in the series is, is so good. He's, he's hilarious to me because he's, uh, he's an otaku and, but an otaku of weird stuff, like kind of unusual things. And, uh, they're one of the friends of the main girl ends up, uh, 
talking to him at one point and because uh, he's like messing around just being weird and like puts bows in his hair and uh uh and she says it's cute so then he shows up to school the next day with like bows all over his head and oh, she's no. like you're so fucking creepy and he just owns it like every time he does something creepy and it, you know like the main character's like you really should probably choose a different way to say that or don't say that and he just owns it he's and he's actually like he's he's a really good character and they expand on him too so mm-hmm. you end up kind of like slowly but surely learning a little bit about the main character, what happened to him in the past and who Anjo San uh, actually is. And, and then you meet her friends. And then of course the main character's guy friend, and it kind of expands from there. They end up with like kind of like three guys group and then a three girls group. And uh, you know, the story actually starts to have a, a plot at some point. Yeah. But it's just, it's just a sweet, cute uh, show. It's not nearly as uh, mean spirited as Nagatoro was at the beginning. Um, she's mostly just kind of like, you know, kind of, uh, kind of cock teasing him to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, a lot of like, uh, angles from down the shirt, but the art in this thing is amazing. It like, I, the designs are unusual compared to most manga. I'd actually say some of the designs remind me of hentai artists at times. Um, but it's got a very, like they have very like V shaped, uh, chins, um, and uh oh, there's a lot of detail in the clothes and i think that's what's really cool is that clearly the author likes fashion a lot mm-hmm. um so there's a lot of detail in the clothes and there's some pretty fun like super deformed moments little cute character designs and uh i'm a huge fan of it i've been reading it uh for a while now i'm it's up to chapter 105 you can find it uh on a lot of different sites um out there and i i highly recommend it it's uh it's being translated by a group called I can't remember. Doesn't matter. It's being translated. What's, it's out there. What's this manga called again? Uh, Yansha Gal no Anjo San. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's not licensed in, in America yet, or you know North America. Uh, but you can chase down a, a way to read it. We'll just say that. And I re- I highly recommend it, uh, especially if you like more lighthearted uh, teasing series and you like really good art um, and kind of goofy characters at different times. So it's it's a it's a solid recommend. So. And that kind of wraps up my recommendations for this week. Uh, you know, I I have tons and tons of them, but I, I thought it'd be fun to kind of just throw a few out at the end of our episodes uh, for people to kind of check out. Yeah. Anyways, I like that. Uh, yeah. We can make some I, post about it and kind of share some more and kind of help spread the wealth of knowledge in, inside your head there, Senpai. Kind of, kind of get some of that out into the world. Yeah. I try, I try to do what I can. You know, I use my knowledge for good most of the time. Mm. Yeah, I don't even I don't even do that. I'm I'm here for a <laughs> uh, an agent of entropy, if you would. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from that, man, you you got any other closing comments or anything else for for the good of the good of the weeb community? I uh I encourage everyone as a last little shout out to go back in time and see if you can chase down some of the YouTube videos of the Haruhi dance and the Lucky Star dance. There was a period of anime uh, where like the the intro and outro songs started having the characters dancing like in like synchronized dancing. And it became a trend on YouTube for a bit. To, it started out with uh, the melancholy of uh, Suzu Mia Haruhi. And then when Lucky Star came out, the opening song also had synchronized dancing. So they ended up these were really, really popular at the time. So there ended up being a lot of like fans who emulated the dance. And it ranged anyone anywhere from like cosplayers to just, you know, teenage girls in Minnesota or some shit like that. But there's some pretty good ones out there. I recommend everybody at least uh, entertain themselves and see if they can chase those down. I think I'm going to get a Patreon started and I'm going to get 
like five people on there and we're going to get you to do that dance. I oh, think Jesus. is uh, I think is what's going to happen here. I, it's going to be me. I'm going to make five different accounts. Oh, so, um, so you're going to pay basically pay to make me do the Haruki dance. I'm going to make five different variations Jesus. of my name. It's only four letters, but I'm going to make five different variations and uh, I'm going to get you to do that dance. <laughs> okay. So we will put, see. Put it on there. All but right, okay. We'll okay. Um, Apart from that, man, I don't think I have anything else. We'll, I'm we'll done call skis. it a night there. If you all right, man. Tuck me in here. I, I think we'll be all right. I'm on my way. Oh, thank God. All <laughs> right, guys. Well, thank you all for tuning in for this week's episode. Um, let us know what you think. And if you got any questions, go ahead and hit us up on Twitter. Uh, on the Sinco Podcast Twitter at S-E-N-K-O-U Podcast. Uh, we are uh, ready and available to take any questions, comments, concerns, or recommendations. If you got any, um, you can listen to this podcast at any of your available um, podcasting services. Although we are tracking, there's an issue on Stitcher. We are going to be working on fixing. It's not catching our updates. So you can listen to us updated, uh, listen to our updated episodes on who Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube and Google Podcast. Did I say YouTube? Yeah, you did. Uh, there's yeah. also Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. That's what it's yeah. not. Yeah, good deal. There's Everywhere lots of else. stuff. Got it. Just let's just type it somewhere, man. You'll find it. Find <laughs> it. You'll listen to us now. All right, guys. Stephen, with that man, I will see you next time. Enjoy. Next time. Good night. Good night.